because Jesus, because God. God loves us and He created us in love and He called us to grow in Christ. And at the Church of Seven Run, we have for the last 20-something years had four primary passions that we've sought to, uh, to build everything around. And, and of these Four passions, they are the, the path to spiritual transformation. They are the, the, the way that we grow in health. And they're like the four wheels on the car. And you need all four, don't you? It's just necessary. <laughs> and so, so these, uh, uh, these paths to spiritual growth and formation are to worship, to celebrate God as the center of life. And I mean, when, when the Lord your God is truly the center of, of everything in your life, then you begin to rise. And when you're not worshiping the wrong things and you're beginning to worship the Lord, it is amazing how recentered your life is and that the good things that you were chasing suddenly are revealed for what they are. Lies, illusions, less thans. God rises. His glory begins to overshadow your darkness. Joy begins to break the badness in life. And, and I'm just telling you, when you live with a big vision of God Almighty, your problems and your pains begin to shrink in comparison. Worship is the foundation. It's the currency of everything else we do in life. The second path uh, and passion to spiritual growth and formation is connection. Doing life together. In love with Jesus. You can't do this alone. There's a few things you can't do alone. You can't be married alone and you can't be a disciple alone. You have got to come together in Christ and to have a family to support you. And, and again, all of these are messages in and of themselves. I'm just telling you that, that we live in an area of vast relational poverty and we're going to work to counter that in, in some amazing ways. The um, Atley House, our... our um, you know, retreat center, um, as we continue to move out COVID, we're going to be ramping that up and inviting all of you all in connection groups to, to get away together for a weekend and, and to just get to know one another, to, to build friendships. You can know one another more in a weekend than you will just a year of sitting side by side. I'll be doing some retreats there, Pastor John, other staff member will be, and, and you can just come and, and we'll have some that are one night, some that are two night, but it's just a chance to get away and connect. So, connection really matters, and our connected life really, really matters. Get involved. Serving. Looking out for the interest of Jesus and others. I mean, this, this will, will, you know, get you out of yourselves and over yourselves and, and get you meeting Jesus as you, um, you know, put his interest above your own. It is amazing how if you chase your own happiness, it's like chasing your tail you never catch, but when you start serving suddenly you find something even greater than happy. It's joy. And this is what Leave Your Seat to Sunday is about, what our holistic missions as a church is about. And it is necessary for every disciple to become a humble servant in the image of Jesus. And the last wheel in the car, the last passion uh, in, in, our, in, our, in our journey is to share, is to help people find and follow Jesus. It's, it's Jesus over and over said, you know, that a, that a person who, who finds the kingdom of God is like somebody who founds, finds a great pearl in a field and, and, and they go and sell everything they have. And, and there's this overflowing joy to this Jesus life. You can't keep him to yourself. 
Today and in the next couple of weeks, we're going to focus in the, the most basic way on what it means to share the life of Jesus. I believe God has given us a biblical goal in the Church of Severon. A lot of churches have given up. I'm just telling you. COVID is an extinction level for a lot of churches. And, uh, and it just is. And, and again, increasingly, as we go on, it's going to be time for some of you who are at home, it's going to be time for some of you all to come back. Again, there's no guilt. Uh, some people have compromised immune systems, my wife being one of them. And, uh, and, and so it's a, you know, it's, it's a graduated journey, but I'm just telling you, Fear does not rule the heart of a Christian. Wisdom does. Practice wisdom. But I want you to look around and, and, and see these empty seats. Do you see them? Those are stories that Jesus died to lead. Those are stories that Jesus, that Jesus died to write a better story for. And so, so we're going to move forward. And we're not going to be one of the churches that, that, um, you know, that lets this be an extinction level event. God can do whatever he wants to do, but whatever he does is going to be good and it's going to be greater. I too, like Pastor John, have pastored a, uh, a rusty baptism church, literally. I mean, rust and dust in the midst of it. Sucker had to be clean. I too, I think this is in the Southern Baptist Deacon Handbook. They, they hand out ways to be faithless. I think one of those is to worry about the water bill. I too have actually had deacons who've said, we, we can't afford to put water in the baptistry and heat it. It's like, did, you, like, did that come from Jesus or did that just come out of your head? I mean, because I've never heard that kind of thinking before in Scripture. God has given us a goal of baptizing um, 150 new disciples in 2021. And I'm asking you to, to have a top five, five people that you are praying for, not just thinking about, but five people in your life right now who do not know Jesus, who do not have a personal relationship with Him. And I mean, you can think of the person who you know in your life that is farthest from Him, the least likely person that you can imagine to ever be a disciple. And now I want you to imagine that person being a passionate, active, joyful follower of Jesus. That was Saul's story, wasn't it? If you were picking the least likely guy to ever be passionate about Jesus, it was him. But look at what God does. Nothing's impossible with God when we believe. And I believe this year that God will lead us to baptize 150 new disciples. But here's the deal. God's plan for doing that is not just up on this stage. In fact, it isn't on this stage. God's plan for doing that is his faithful sons and daughters sharing his faith. So here's the deal. Um, we're going to find great clarity in a COVID season when we, when we don't know what to do, when we do what God told us to do last. And here's clearly what he told us to do last before he ascended. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20, the scripture beautifully says this. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. There's always clarity in the direction of Christ. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Thus, it will ever be so. Then Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I want you to let that sink in. Jesus is so confident, and he wants his followers to have this same level of God confidence. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am the, the maker of all mankind. I began time, I will finish time, I am over time, I am beyond time, and I am in and on time. You can trust me. 
And here's what I'm telling you. Go and make disciples. The Greek word for go is a participle saying going as you are living your life. You be making disciples of all nations, of all ethnos, all people groups. For a long time, nations were not conceived as as latitude and longitude lines uh, on a map. They were, they were tribal, they were ethnic, they were people groups. And that's what the word means. It means there are no boundaries. We cross all lines to those, uh, all of those who God loves and we make disciples. All nations, all ethnos, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. Hey, people of God, what if Jesus Christ actually meant what he said? It's a radical thought. It's not a churchy thought. It won't let you stay out there and there be some sort of a glass up there where you're watching somebody else perform spirituality. It doesn't work that way. Jesus said, if you are my follower, I want you to go and help people find and follow me. I want your life to be confidently and boldly about making disciples. I don't want you to be odd for God. I don't want you to be embarrassed. I I don't want you to to be religious. I want you to follow me and help others do the same. What if Jesus really expected his followers to help other people find the great news that God loves them, that they don't have to live hopeless lives that are broken by sin? What if God really meant what he said through Christ when he he expected you, gave you the privilege of helping people find joy and the hope of heaven. Even when I mention this topic of sharing up for a lot of you, like a lot of, you know, negative connotations come up. Like, you know, to use the word evangelism, it's like, well, I don't want to be pushy. Well, good, don't be. Well, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I think, you know, some people actually will say, well, I, you know, I think all religions are the same. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait, you, we got some pre-work to do there because, because it's okay if you're not yet a follower of Jesus. But if you're a follower of Jesus, Jesus said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life and no one comes to the Father but by me. And, and simply the truth is religions are not all the same. They're very, very different. And with due respect to all of them, Jesus is pretty distinctive. Only one who died on the cross only one who, who taught like he taught, only one who raised on the third day, pretty, pretty distinctive. And so in our culture, we've gotten to this place to where um, really what we've done is instead of go and tell, which is what the scripture says, it's, it's kind of been more of a come and hear thing. Like we can only do this in, in quote, gathered church. And only pastors and other people like that are, are, are quote, know enough to, to share Jesus. And I just want to tell you that's all the spiritual term, I think, is in Greek, baloney. Um, in Greek, Irish, it might be malarkey. I don't know, you know. But it's just not true. It's just not right. And, and the reality is we have good news. I have never in 42 years had, had anybody offended by saying, you really matter to God. You know, I've had people not understand it. I've had people, you know, reject it. But I've never had anybody really, uh, you know, offended by those words. And so, 
So here's what I want to do the next couple of weeks. I want to just give you the, the, the simplest way that, ways, uh, plural, that I know how to help somebody find and follow Jesus. And I just want to say that it's a lifelong journey. Um, it's kind of like pregnancy in a sense that, that the Spirit of God is at work over all the world in everybody's life. You see every empty seat around here? Somebody who will sit in that seat one day, the Holy Spirit of God today is already working in their lives. They may be one-year-old, they may be 45-year-old, but the Holy Spirit is already working for the day that, 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 that Jesus will be revealed to them and they'll have a chance to say, to say yes to love. And so, so there's a lot of religion, um, you know, and, and a lot of fear associated with helping somebody find and follow Jesus. I just want you to throw that out the window. And, and if you bristle at the idea of sharing your faith with somebody, I just have to say a couple things. Number one, do you really have faith? Because if you have faith, you're going to share it, okay? And, 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 and number two, if you've seen it done wrong and you don't want to do it for that reason, couldn't we make another move instead of not doing it? Couldn't you just not do it wrong? Couldn't you just do it the right way? <laughs> Couldn't you just do it in a compelling, loving way in, in which you do it like Jesus where there's a, some sort of a, a, a healing touch and, and then there's a, a, a lifeline truth, a saving truth? So here's what Jesus said to this thing when we use the word evangelism or sharing your faith that, that just gets our anxiety going, doesn't it? This means yes, this means no. Aren't we often um, nervous about sharing our faith? Anybody? I am. I'm going to be honest, because, you know, in my old nature, I'm a coward. <laughs> Jesus said this in John 20, 21, peace be with you. This isn't about anxiety. This is about the overflow of his life in us. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Do you believe it? What if Jesus really meant what he said? These are radical, life-changing words. These are words that will cause the church to rise up and be all in and all out for God. These, these are words that, that you're going to have to build a brick wall between you and God to keep yourself safe. You're going to have to look away from them um, because if you look on these words and you believe them, you're going to be drawn into them. You're going to be drawn into the peace of God's love and you're going to be drawn into the joy of helping other people find it. You, you understand? This is, this is uh, Jesus led with peace. So sharing Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit is peaceful, not stressful. And at some level, if we're not with Jesus in peace as we share his story, it's because we're not with Jesus in faith. When you walk with Jesus in faith, you're going to have his peace. Most of us are missing a huge part of our spiritual journey. And, and if you're not growing spiritually, and I, and I just want to ask you, this is not a time to raise your hand. Right? There's going to be a time at the end of the service I'm going to ask you to respond, but this is rhetorical, one of those pastorly questions. Are you growing spiritually? And as you think about the answer to that question, are you growing at all? Very slowly? Or are you growing at the speed of God? And then as you answer that question, let me ask you, would God agree with your answer? <laughs> Would God look at you and say, oh, my, my, my son, you are growing. You are saying yes to me and, and you're following me up into, into my life and my presence. Because you see, at some level, if, if, if we are not 
living these four passions of worship, connect, serve, and share, then each one of those is going to is going to be an accelerant in our spiritual growth. And if we're neglecting one of them, and worship is, is a Sunday thing, but it's a Sunday that overflows into Monday, you and I need to be worshiping God every single day. That's what a quiet time with God is about. Opening up His Word and reading about His love and, and being encouraged. Connecting every day with people, beginning in your family. Serving people every day at work and beginning in your family. And then sharing Jesus. Pastor Drew, I work in a government job. I can't share Jesus baloney if you've got relationships with people if you love people you can share if you can share a sandwich you can share your faith at some point in some way in a way that does not violate a single government rule or anything else I again I'm not talking about being odd for God and putting up a banner in your cubicle okay sadly not only most of us are missing a huge part of our our spiritual journey and not sharing um Sadly, most believers never lead a single person to Jesus Christ in their lifetime. And I, I just got to say, this is not guilt or anything else. This is, just, this is just truth. I think that is one of the most epic eternal tragedies and fails that there is. You are the love of God on earth. And if you will let the love of God overflow through you, it's going to overflow through you. And other people, not everyone, but other people are going to see that and they're going to want what you have and they're going to be curious and there will be bridging conversations, there will be open moments, there will be, there will be opportunities to speak the name of Jesus, to share your faith, to, to, to change the subject from, from argumentative, divisive politics to, to, the, to the unity of God's love in Christ. Guys, if, if every one of us led somebody to Jesus once a year, we'd be baptizing 800, 900 people a year. And what breaks my heart about that is, it breaks my heart for several reasons. First of all, what does God feel when he sees our, our reticence to share the name of his son? How does, how does he feel when we're embarrassed about his love? the joy that we're denying ourselves. Uh, there is no greater experience in life than getting to help somebody find and follow Jesus. There just isn't. The joy that we're denying ourselves. And, and then what about the people that, that are not hearing about Jesus? You know, I, 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 everybody has deserved the opportunity to have a clarifying conversation with a, a spirit-led, loving believer and follower of Jesus Christ to help them see their invitation to, to salvation, to love. Now, some of the reasons we don't share is we didn't know we needed to. Well, we do now. We don't know how. Well, you will. We're afraid of rejection. Well, that's just a bridge you're going to have to build and get over it, you know. Because she who fears God fears no man, no person. Right? Fear of God eradicates all of the fears. You just got to Put your big girl uh, pants on or your big boy pants on and, and be a man, be a woman and have a spine and a backbone and find your courage and your voice and use your words. It's not complicated. Maybe we don't share because we've experienced people sharing in ways that weren't Jesus. Well, 
So you be Jesus and you represent him beautifully. How about that? <laughs> How about you don't do it the wrong way if you've seen it done the wrong way? So here it is, all right? If you share Jesus' life, if he lives inside of you by the power of the Holy Spirit and, 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 and in faith, if you share his life, you're going to share his life. And if you're not sharing his life out in the world, it's because in some form and some fashion, you're not open to sharing his life in your own personal spiritual journey. The scripture is, is really, really clear. And here's what I want you to do today. I'm, I'm not asking for guilt. I don't, we're not counting scalps. This is not about, again, being odd for God or in somebody's face. This is, this is about being a loving person who's not pushy, who is not embarrassed by Jesus. It's about openness. So I'm asking you today as the churches have run, as we turn a corner on COVID, as we begin to, to, to see whatever it is God has next, to open your life to be open about Jesus. That's it. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to understand. You don't have to know or do or anything else. You just have to open your life. Open your heart. God will do all the rest. He'll do all the filling. He'll do all the touching. He'll do all the healing. He'll do all the guiding. That's what the Holy Spirit is about. But you and I are, 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 are kind of like this. We around here have a phrase called the Spirit reigning. R-A-I-N-I-N-G. And the idea is, is that the Spirit of God is always revealing and, and leading and guiding like, the, like spring rain. And, 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 and a person of faith in God's grace will, I don't know if you've ever done this as a child, but you've just gone out and stood in the rain as a child and look up and just, just let the warmth of, of God's rain just, just soak you. What most of us do as, as adults is, is we do this. You know, we, we protect ourselves and we shield ourselves from, from ever getting saturated by the overflowing love of God and we close ourselves off, off to the leadership of God and, and we begin living by what we think and what we feel and what we want and, and blah, 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 blah. There's no Jesus in any of that. Where is Jesus? <laughs> we got to open ourselves up just to stand into the rain and do whatever God says to do, whether we, whether we like it or not, whether it makes sense to us or not, because love. And so, so life-changing salvation overflows into life. If there's no overflow, there's no salvation. And the more we are allowing the Spirit of God to lead us into growth, the more there's going to be overflow and the more we're going to share Jesus. And then after somebody finds Him, we're going to walk with them and never walk away from them and help them follow Jesus for life. So let me ask you, well, Jesus said it this way in John 7, 38. He said, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. There's no dam there. There's no close to the movement of God. It's just open. It's just the flow of the Spirit of God through you. And are you living like that? Because if Jesus is in us, he will come out of us. So let me ask you a couple of questions. Have you ever followed Jesus into the saving love of God yourself? Maybe you don't share the love of God because you haven't experienced it. And that's okay. It's not, a, it's not a shaming question at all. If there was a time in my life where I had not, maybe today it's time to just say yes to love and, and, and to, to, to 
to risk everything and throw your whole life in with Jesus and just believe he is who he said he is and he loves you like he said he loves you. Have you ever declared your faith to the world in baptism like Spring did this morning? You know, through the years I've talked to a lot of people, well, I don't like being in front of people and I don't like water and I don't like this and I, 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 I. You're supposed to be dead there, can I remind you? <laughs> you know, I've done a lot of funerals. Um, weddings are difficult because there's a lot of like nervous, anxious, talkative, willful people at weddings, you know. I've, at a funeral, I've never had the dead person complain about the service at all. Not once. Everybody's satisfied. <laughs> and when you and I die to ourselves, it's about Jesus and it's not about us. And, and so have you ever really followed up and declared your faith to the world in baptism? Have you ever invited anyone to, to follow love into Jesus and into salvation? Have you personally ever prayed for somebody, looked for openings in life and conversations, served them, and, and then been able to lead them into a, a life-changing conversation where they committed their life to Christ? Have you ever had that privilege? I, I'm dead serious when I say this. I don't know how long I'll get to be the pastor of the church that's ever run, but however long it is, my one goal is that you would have that joy. Because I guarantee you for the next million years, um, that choice will echo through all of eternity. Right now, are you loving anyone forward in their faith? Encouraging, fanning into flame like a bellows somebody else's spiritual journey. Simple truth is that God invites everyone to follow Jesus into his saving love. Jesus lived it this way. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon and Peter, um, and his brother Andrew. Uh, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, and they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said. I'll repurpose your life and send you out to fish for people. And the most amazing part of that verse is the last part. At once, they left their nets and they followed him. Every person you meet, your boss, um, the grump at the store, <laughs> you know, every person you meet has the call of God from love on their life to say, follow me. Here's what I want you to do next. Do you see this uh, booklet, this little notebook? Um, this is your notebook. I want you to do a couple things in the next few weeks. First of all, I want, I want you to, to, to put the names of your top five people that you're praying for um, to, to, to know Jesus in a, in a loving and life-changing and saving way. And then over the next couple weeks, in the most basic, terrible drawing kind of way, I'm going to show you some, some methods and tools for leading people to Jesus. Now, hear me very, very carefully. Um, the Holy Spirit of God is not a program. And there is no one way to lead people to Jesus. It's infinite. It's, it's a beautiful, fractal mystery. Uh, it's different every time. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing and it's beautiful. But, but here's the truth. You've got to humble yourself and learn a few ways. And, and then you can use them as the Spirit leads. But you've you got to do the work to get some tools in your toolbox and some scriptures in your heart that the Holy Spirit can, can bring to mind and, and, and help you. So today, get out your, your booklet. There's a 
free seven run pin, which I have seen all over the world and in banks throughout America. Um, and I want you to, to take notes and to, well, for those of you who are about to experience this for the first time, I want to say I'm, I'm both excited for you and I'm both apolog apologetic. You're going to experience Drew Schaffner's drawing, which is horrible. It's as bad as my handwriting. But I have to do this. I'm going to show you the bridge illustration. Those of you who've been around Seven Run, you know how bad my drawing is. You know what's about to be inflicted on you. For the rest of you all, and I just want to say this, there will be no booze for my stick people. Are we clear? I will come out there. There will be no booze for my stick people. And I know yours are better. Um, and I want, I want you to take out yours and, and do this. So what I'm asking you to do is to open your, your life to be open about Jesus. I'm just asking for openness. Okay? Just openness. Just, you don't have to know anything. Just be open. God, what do you want me to do next? What do you want me to learn? How can I just open my heart and let you fill it? And, and, and today, we're going to just start at the, at the very foundation of, of openness with what's called the bridge illustration. And this is an illustration that I have used on napkins at restaurants a hundred times in my life. And it's just no one way says everything. Every, every way of sharing is, a, is a, a thimble full of living water. So no one way is complete in all ways. And God will use multiple ways to help us, you know, reach people where they are and where their gaps in understanding are and what they, what they need to know. But here's a good basic way to, to help people know Jesus. And, and also uh, in, the, in the notes that you can download and else, you know, there'll be a, a full explanation of it with all of the scriptures that are there. But let me, let me just tell you the story as I would if you and I were sitting at a restaurant um, and, and, and things turn to spiritual conversations. So, so here it is. Um, the, the Bible tells us that that there really is a God. That this God began all things and made all things, including you. And like the air, we can't see it, uh, but we breathe it and it gives us life. And, and so, so this God, the most important thing that I could tell you about God is that he loves. He, he loves beautifully and he loves creatively. In fact, he loves so creatively that, that he made one of you. He, he made you uh, in his image. Is that amazing? Well, I, I didn't want my art degree to go to waste. So, so this, is, this is how... No, I'm kidding. Um, but God made you. And he called you by name and, and, and he loved you from before the world began. And he created you in love. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. Um, you are, are, are not a regret of God. You are the delight of God. And if you as a parent have ever held your child as a baby and loved them in spite of the fact they could bring no income into the house, they were going to cost you lots of sleep, that... That, that they were going to take up a lot of your time and, 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 and so they're of no use to you whatsoever. But why did you love your child, your little baby? Because they're yours. And you just need to know that God loves you more than you could ever imagine. And, 
And, and so in love we were created and God gave us a free will and he gave us, because love is a decision, we have to choose love. And, 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 and the scripture tells us that we made a choice in, in our lives and that instead of choosing to love God, we chose something called sin. Our own way. And, and we chose to rebel against God. We chose not to listen to him, to do what we wanted to do, what we felt like doing. And, and what happened was this separated us from God and his love. And, and the reason why this matters, the scripture says, is because sin equals death. The Bible says, for all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No amount of, of good works or going to church or, or doing you know, the things that we think make us good, none of that will ever bridge the gap between us and God. All of it is sin and all of it leads to death. And so God wept. But God who created in love is not a God without options. He's not a God who gives up. And so in love, the scripture tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him Just believe. You don't have to be good enough. You don't have to try hard enough. You don't have to to go back and correct all the, the mistakes and the sins of your life. You don't have to do anything except believe to let yourself be loved that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And it's only lies and egos that would look around in this dying world that rewards everybody with six feet of dirt in their face to say, I've got this and I don't need a saving love. You're going to die in this world. You're not going to be able to hold on to anything that you work for all of your life. You're going to work to accumulate a bunch of stuff and it's going to go to the dump and to other people. You're going to try to accomplish a lot of things in your own strength only to find out you don't have the strength to accomplish and many of the things that you were working for weren't the right things after all. That's what perishing is all about. Proverbs 14, 12 says there's a way that seems right to a person, but in the end it leads to death. The wages of sin, it's it's death. But then the scripture says the gift of God, it's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's good news. It's not something we need to be embarrassed about. It's not something that it's what everybody you know needs more than everything they think they need. They need to be loved. They need to be gods. They need to be connected with their creator. They need to call on God's name so they can hear God calling their name. And they're not going to hear any of that unless you and I go. And unless we are the love of God in this world. And so God, whose love, his love bridged and his love sent And his love did something for us that we could never do for ourselves. He sent Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was God's son. He was perfect in every way and sinless. The scripture says that God demonstrates his love for us and that while we were still sinful and separated, Christ died for us. There's no greater sacrifice than for somebody to give their life for you. And and what did that do to sin? Well, it canceled sin and it canceled death. 
And now all we have to do is individually receive this gift by faith. It's not enough to, to go to church. Nobody is born a Christian. You know, we, we can never uh, cross this on our own. But by faith, the scripture says, by believing in Jesus Christ, our lives can be changed and we can experience the gift of eternal life and, and we can experience that gift now here in the broken on our way to the unbroken of heaven. To as many as received him, the scripture says, to them he gave the right to become children of God. And if you want to receive Jesus today, all you have to do is say yes, to be open and open your heart. Let me close with this. We often use a verse called Revelation 3.20 for non-believers and invite them to open their hearts to Jesus. But the truth is, sadly, this was a verse that, that the angel of the church at Laodicea spoke to the church about their closeness. Because there's something about all of us. After we come to Jesus, we get embarrassed by him. We come to Jesus and then, and then we think, you know, well, I, I, you know, I, 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 you know I'm, I'm not going to do that. All I'm asking you today is to be open in your life and open up your life to be open about Jesus. The scripture says that, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and, and opens the door, I will come in and eat with them and they with me. This morning, I'm, I'm praying in a huge way that, that we will not be a church that's asleep in the light that we will not be a people who are so self-centered as consumers that we are, our hearts are not broken open in love and that we, that we look on the people around us and, and we have compassion on them as Jesus did for us, broken to broken. Guys, in Jesus' name, I'm gonna ask you this morning in just a few minutes to come and to kneel or to go on the cross and, and, and put the name of somebody that you're praying for and just today, you don't have to know anything else. You don't have to do anything else. You just have today to be willing to be open to love. And that's my prayer.